Welcome back into 910 AM Superstation. You're on car radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. And um, the second hour, we got three fascinating uh, interviews uh, for you, um, uh, covering quite a breadth of the auto industry. Um, uh, we're going to talk with, uh, later in the hour, two auto uh, companies that are very, very different. Um, uh, Chevy uh, is, is in the midst of a big transition, as is the rest of General Motors, uh, as that company uh, seeks to go all electric uh, here over the next 10 years. And uh, we're going to talk to Steve Majoros, who is the Chevy marketing chief. And even as the company looks to new technologies, he's going to talk about how important the Chevy tracks is to that brand. This is their entry-level vehicle. It's what gets people into Chevrolets, which is a big uh, uh, mainstream brand. You have to have that entry-level vehicle. And the Chevy Trax, the new Chevy Trax, is really excellent. And uh, we're going to talk to him uh, about uh, uh, what what makes a 20000 what it was important in a $20,000 uh, vehicle, particularly at a time when you're seeing so much uh, expensive uh, EVs, expensive sports cars on the market, big big trucks, just how important Chevy Trax is to that brand. And then we're also going to talk to Jonathan Chen, who is a product manager for the VinFast VF8, very different company than Chevrolet. This is a startup auto company. Uh, that is bringing its first vehicle to the United States from Vietnam. And then we're going to talk to Jonathan later in the hour uh, about what it takes to bring a, uh, a vehicle into this market. The challenges, uh, they, are, they are not a 50-state brand uh, the way uh, Chevrolet is. In fact, they're only coming in in California to start. So a uh, really interesting uh, uh, pair of interviews there with very different auto automakers. But... I want to start the hour here talking with Scott McLaughlin, McLaughlin uh, IndyCar driver. We, we left a lot of uh, tape on the floor last week uh, after the uh, Detroit Grand Prix. We had so many people to talk to, so much uh, information for you, and so we couldn't get in all the interviews uh, that we did down there uh, downtown at the Detroit Grand Prix. And so one of them I wanted to play with, play for you uh, just ahead of the Grand Prix is with Scott McLaughlin, one of the most fascinating characters uh, in the sport, he's uh, he's a, a New Zealander, uh, very talented driver. Came from sports cars to IndyCar. Just bought a house here in the United States. Uh, married a gal from Long Island, and uh, always wonderful uh, to talk to him. Uh, so let's start off here with Scott McLaughlin uh, down at the Detroit Grand Prix uh, last weekend, uh, ahead of uh, the the weekend that produced so much great racing. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation down in the uh, suites just above the pit lane here at the uh, Detroit Grand Prix. They're getting set up here. We're joined by Marcus Armstrong, who is uh, a, uh, a driver for Chip Ganassi team. Marcus, how are you? Uh, yeah, um, no, I'm good, mate. I'm uh, sitting here in the sun here in Detroit, overlooking the grandstands. Um, it's Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Nice and warm. I always like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's race. It's, um, it's always uh, been an interesting race in the past at Belle Isle, and uh, now, obviously, it's a different venue. Challenging circuit, but um, that always uh, chaos, catastrophe breeds opportunities, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're really excited about this in Detroit. We've been racing. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I, I got the wrong... Uh 
tape number for my producer, uh, Jalen. Jalen uh, uh, putting up with me here. Okay, we uh, uh, we got uh, tape 74, which is, which is Scott McLaughlin. Uh, that was Marcus Armstrong. Also a fascinating interview, but you already heard that last weekend. So uh, here we go with Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation down in the Renaissance Center on Thursday, right ahead of the uh, Detroit Grand Prix, uh, which is coming back to the streets of Detroit. We're joined by uh, Scott McLaughlin with uh, Team, Spins, uh, Team Penske. Scott, how are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, great to uh, see you. Nice that we can catch you here on Thursday because uh, uh, when we broadcast on, on Sunday, which is when this, this taped interview will run, uh, you're, you're going to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I'm in the mix. Yeah, you're going to be ready to go. Yeah, we're going to be on at 1 o'clock on, uh, on Sunday, and you guys are racing at 3, but really, really exciting to bring this race uh, downtown, and we're, we're, we're down here in the in the GM world, in the Renaissance Center. you got your teammates down here. got Roger Penske here, yeah. and we were just commenting on what an extraordinary yeah. uh, life this guy leads at 83 years old. Oh, it's incredible. He's a, he's an inspiration to a lot of us, you know, and um, you know, if, when, you, when you drive for Roger, you're expected to hold pretty high excellence, and look after partners and, and be, you know, have a pretty busy schedule, especially off the track. Um, but it's very easy to do that when you have a guy like that as a role model and, and someone that you can learn off and how he treats people. And, um, you know, when I won in Barber a few weeks ago, you know, he, like, flew in that morning from Belgium after doing a nine-hour endurance race at Spa Frankenchamps uh, in Belgium and just and was fit as a whistle, like, no no worries. And uh, he's an inspiration. And, and I, and I, I can't myself very lucky that I met him and now driving for him. Yeah, no, it's amazing. We, we, I was at Daytona for the 24-hour. You were there uh, with uh, Joseph Newgarden racing a P2 car. Roger was there yep. in the pits, and I remember talking to the head of the Porsche program yep. with the Porsche Penske team. Whole different team than what you guys are racing here, and the guys and the Porsche chief says, I don't think he sleeps. No, he doesn't. He like, stays up the whole time, and it, it puts a precedent on a lot of those guys as well to like not get tired because they uh, an 83 year old, year old or whatever mid 80s guy is absolutely destroying them so and he's he's not very caffeinated either it's just pure adrenaline so it's impressive yeah yeah no i, I think he'd, he'd prefer to be uh, racing actually here on the streets with you guys he's a he's a pretty good driver himself um it's exciting to have you guys back uh, downtown uh, it's really interesting i was talking to you got two key three kiwis now in this series marcus armstrong is a rookie this year he was in here here on Tuesday, and and uh, he's coming from Europe. Uh, you know, kind of similar to the way you came from Australia. Never been on ovals before, and he's he's real excited about getting on ovals. But he's just doing road courses uh, for for Ganassi right now. So he's racing here, but did not race at Indy last weekend. You do both. Um, what what is what? How do you prepare for an oval race uh, in Indianapolis? Oh, it's hard. You know, it takes time, and you, like someone like. Tony Kanaan and Alejo Nervous, the amount of experience they've got, it's just hard to beat that sort of stuff. I mean, Joseph Newgarden, my teammate, great friend of mine, won his first in the Indianapolis 500. You know, it's in his 12th attempt. You know, it takes time to get comfortable, but there's a lot of preparation goes into a lot of study, looking at footage, data, you know, and, and I'm going to look back. It was quite a disappointing race for me, honestly, personally. I um, made a few mistakes, just not much went right, and that was a bit of me and a bit of whatever, but um, it, was, uh, it was a pretty... Uh, eventful day but all 
always stuff you can learn from Indianapolis. You can bang your head against the wall, but you've got to have a good a good day and a perfect day, and we just didn't have one, but very thankful Team Penske got the win. Yeah, we're, we're I mean, cameras on all the cars now, uh, so it's fascinating to watch you guys in the cockpit. We see you guys adjusting uh, sway bars, per, uh, presumably, in between turns, but at 230 miles an hour, average uh, lap speed, I mean, if, if you don't have a good car, it just seems to me that would be a, a nightmare day. You know, you need speed, and especially competitive now, uh, how competitive any car is now, you have to be good and have to be right up there and um, not missing a beat, and, and unfortunately, we, we, you know, we had reasonable speed. Um, obviously, our team won the race, but, you know, you've got to dot your I's, crush your T's. Uh, it comes from pit stops, in and out laps, you know. There's a lot of different elements that go into the, the, the race at Indy um, that can really affect your result, and you've got to nail them all to win, and uh, Joseph did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's an amazing race. I mean, a, a lot of you say it's the hardest race to, to win, and I, I, I believe it. I mean, a little bit like a 24-hour race, yeah. frankly. I mean, you guys, I think, was that your first 24 that yeah. you and Newgarden did? Yeah. yeah. You must have learned a lot doing that. Oh, a, yeah, a huge amount. Um, even learn a bit about each other as well, you know, how we go about our racing. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is a mini, mini sprint. This is a marathon. Um, but, uh, you know, doing it by yourself, I, I sort of look at it like I race Bathurst in Australia or Bathurst 1000 and about 1,000 kilometer race. Um, and it, it, you do that two drivers, but you have to rely on someone else. But the Indy 500 takes a lot of it, a lot of it, a uh, lot out of you mentally because it's just one driver and you're in the car for a good three hours. So it's a, it's a long day. Right. Yeah, and you're, and you're at these extraordinary speeds with uh, walls just uh, feet from you all the time. So then you come here uh, to a street circuit. This is kind of cool this year because it's the first time anybody has been here. But uh, what, what's the preparation like uh, coming in here where you've never been on this track? Uh, look, it's, you got to sort of go in with a very open mind and, you know, figure out just, you know, and be expected to just, you know, make changes on the fly because, you know, you might roll out with a car that's pretty reasonable, but you might have to make changes that the track rip comes up and whatnot. And as you learn the track, the speeds come up. Um, you might change gears in between corners. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different things that can pop up on a new track. Um, but, yeah, look, it's it's, it's exciting because it's a level playing field for everyone. It's, it's an opportunity for me who's only been in the category for three years to really go up against someone like Scott Dixon or even Joseph or Will. You know, we're, we're on the same amount of experience on this track. We're just, you know, in the cars so the same amount of time. So it's exciting, and then hopefully we can have a good run. I, I do uh, I do uh, iRacing sim. I, I race uh, SCCA racing, so I do some iRacing sim uh, work before I go to a track. But the sims you guys are working with are, are really good. They're like laser scan of the track. So uh, you actually got a pretty good sense of how bumpy this track is, too, before you race it. Yeah, we, we uh, rode on a yeah, laser scan track of this. Um, you know, very. I'm hoping it's very close because I felt very comfortable on it. But it's an awesome opportunity for us to like learn the track, learn braking markers, learn turn-in points, what the visuals are like, um, and that's where the world's going these days. It's, you know, a lot of testing is dropping off because of the cost, and you know, now we're doing it virtually. And they are multi-million dollar sims, but it ultimately costs a little less to do it on virtually than it does in real life, and you know, hopefully we can learn a lot from that. Is, is the sim in North Carolina, so is that it's fairly close to you in Charlotte? Yeah, about 20 minutes from my house, uh, about 35 minutes from the workshop, so uh, all the engineers go there, and, and you can also remotely connect uh, from your home or your office. So it's the way of the world these days. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. What, what, what? 
one of the things I love about I racing and uh, actually uh, the uh, American uh, uh, fan, I think, got to know you yeah. I racing because you won the the I racing Indy 500 back in uh, 2020, and we were all watching you on Twitch, and uh, it was it was kind of fun getting to know you a little bit. But uh, you can you can do a, a true sim in I racing where you have other cars around you, the robot cars, yeah. but they're out there racing with you. Uh, can you do the same in the in the the Chevrolet uh, sim? Yeah, we can. Uh, we never really do just because it's distraction, but the we can put like a, like a ghost car in, and if we want to test it on like you know dirty air or you know get an aero wash on an oval, we can do that for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fascinating. The the uh, hundred days of Indy, uh, I think, is uh, a wonderful thing, and they've done six ep- episodes. Obviously, the, in, the the final one, Indy 500, is going to be exciting yep. uh, because Joseph won that uh, race. That's exciting for Team Penske, but it, 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 we all feel like we know you guys a little bit better as a result. Uh, how, how have you enjoyed that experience working with 100 Days? It's been kind of weird because, you know, you, you, you're used to seeing yourself in, like, a professional capacity, like, talking in interviews and stuff, so you don't really think much of it, but when you see yourself just being yourself away from the track, like, it's it's kind of cringe. You sort of, like, curl up in your skin, but, you know, ultimately it's worked pretty good for me. I got a lot of fans from it, and a lot of people have really enjoyed the way I go about my racing, and pretty sort of real sort of person, I guess, um, and that's uh, how I've always approached it, but the more eyeballs and the more younger gen- demographic we get looking at the sport, uh, the better. That's our new generation. That's what we've got to impact, and that's what the IndyCar have done a really good job. Like, our ratings on the weekend were fantastic. I think we had 5 million people watching Indy 500, which is incredible, um, and the most out of all the motorsports. So, it's, you know, I think we're in a really good spot for IndyCar right now. It's trending the way up, and, and to be a part of that and be a part of this is really exciting. Yeah, and it's in real time, and we get to see these uh, 100 Days uh, episodes just two weeks after the race. So, yeah, it really feels like we're following on the circuit. Uh, uh, last question for you. Uh, you're just going into Friday, tomorrow, your first practice day. When this interview runs on Sunday, you guys will know a lot more about the track and how you're racing against each other. But but where do you anticipate is going to be uh, the most interesting part of this track? Is it going to be drafting down the main straight? I think it'd be interesting how we set up the cars because that long back straight. But you need that you could trim out and 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 make the car fast in a straight line. But ultimately, you need downforce when you come out these areas. So I think what you'll see on the race day, uh, and you might it might be different by the time this airs, but you know, the way that, that that we set the cars up for the race could be a lot different to the way we qualify the cars, and and that's just for a passing and and being and defending as well. So uh, you might see a little bit less downforce on cars and whatever, um, you know, for the race, but for qualifying maybe max downforce. But we won't know till tomorrow, and that's probably the fun of it all. A similar setup, you think, to Long Beach, uh, Long straightaway there too. Yeah, I think Nashville. I think Nashville is probably going to be the closest. Um, very bumpy track, you know. It's kind of long straight, not as long as this, but you know, but it's got two of them. So if you combine the, both of them, it works out. So, yeah, I, I think Nashville is probably going to be it. Scott, thanks for joining us. And good luck on Sunday. Thanks very much. Attention, do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at e.c. A-L-H-O-U-N at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation and Detroit News, and I'm down in the paddock for the Detroit Grand Prix. We're about three weeks out for this spectacular race, bringing the Detroit Grand Prix back to downtown Detroit from uh, Belle Isle. Very exciting to be here in the shadow of the Rensen, and we're joined by Austin Green, who is a Trans Am driver. So there, you, you'll not only have uh, the IndyCar uh, boys racing here, uh, on June 2nd through 4th. You also have the big V8s from the Trans Am guys. Austin Green is with the number 89 Camaro in the TA2 series. Austin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, uh, kind of cool to be down here, isn't it? Right in the middle of uh, Detroit and see all this uh, development around uh, around us. What do, what do you think about bringing Trans Am to the Motor City? Yeah, I think it's um, you know it's really good f- uh, publicity for our series and and all the drivers. Um, you know, it's the first inaugural race, so 
Uh, it's new for everybody, and uh, it's my first time on a street course, so it's going to be a challenge of a weekend, but um, I think it's going to be technical, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of action you don't want to miss. <laughs> a lot of walls in these uh, street street courses. I, I was talking to Kyle Kirkwood uh, earlier this morning. They're the Indy guys are over there uh, in Indianapolis for a month doing the Indy 500 thing, but it's interesting talking to him. They've, uh, Honda, he's with the Andretti team, they've already simulated this course. So they're racing this thing on simulator, even though it's uh, barely completed as a, as a road course. You guys in Trans Am get that advantage? Uh, we do not. Um, you know, iRacing is, is the main thing that I use, and I think a lot of other drivers use it. Uh, but iRacing doesn't have it right now. And I think Team Chevy with uh, IndyCar is, are the ones that do. So the IndyCar guys, they, they get uh, first priority with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a real advantage for them, and, and uh, Kyle was telling me they got the course laid out right down to the to the bumps. So um, yeah, so that's a challenge for you too, coming in, uh, seeing a new new course for the first time, and and a, and a street course they're they're different. Maybe I don't know. We were talking about Sebring. Maybe Sebring prepares you because Sebring's pretty rough track. Yeah, I think the thing with um, with street courses is you know the margin for error is uh, zero, so. Uh, it's very narrow, and you got walls on both sides. So um, I think the racing is going to be really aggressive, and there's a, lot, a couple passing opportunities. So um, I think it'll be a good race, and uh, you don't want to miss it. Yeah, that's what's uh, fun about Trans Am. Trans Am, uh, of course, has a great history. Uh, part of that history is Penske right here in, in Detroit. Uh, Mark Donahue and Penske cut their teeth uh, back in the old days with uh, Camaro. I mean, do, do you feel a little bit, a bit of that history when you come in here with a, with the Camaro that you got uh, uh, Penske here as well and that all that uh, Camaro Trans Am history? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, Detroit's, you know, really big for the manufacturers and uh, for... Um, the team sponsor, Three Dimensional Services Group, their headquarters are actually in uh, northern Michigan, so it's kind of a home race for them, so I know that's a big deal for our team, and hopefully we, uh, we can be out front and get a win. It, 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 it's a tight course. So uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Sebring, Road Atlantis, and the other uh, tracks where you've raced this year. Uh, very fast uh, uh, st- uh, 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 road courses. Uh, this street course is just 1.7 miles long. I mean, you guys are going to be doing uh, maybe a minute, just just over a minute laps. I mean, it's going to be a lot of laps around this place. Oh, yeah. I mean, um yeah, I'm excited for it, and like I said, I think it's going to be um, you know very very good race and aggressive and physically demanding the big thing. So, um, you know, I guess uh, however many laps it is, um, just need to make it to the end. Yeah, it's, it's going to be physical. You guys probably be uh, more worn out than the IndyCar guys getting these Camaros around here. So you you uh, you, you 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 come from a racing family. I think your father uh, was a racer before you. Uh, talk about that. Uh, how you, how you got into racing as a young man? Yeah, so my dad and uncles uh, they raced NASCAR in in the '90s and early 2000s. So uh, for as long as I can remember, that's all I've known. And uh, started go karts at four. So. Uh, you know, just kind of born into it, and it's in my blood. And um, 
for as long as I can remember, it's all I've ever wanted to do. So it's uh, four years old. Uh, talk about that. You're in, um, I don't think I can remember when I was four years old. Uh, where, where were you? Where where where'd you grow up? And uh, and what sort of racing did you start out in, uh, in go-karting? So I'm out, uh, I'm in, I'm from Concord, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. And, um, you know, I vaguely remember the go-kart days back then. Um, but then after that, jumped in uh, the bandolero stuff at the summer shootout and, and uh, explain what folks what, explain to folks what bandoleros uh, bandits are um it's basically a little more powerful go-kart with a body on it uh, in simpler terms um it's a good feeder series for for young kids and i got in that when i was eight and then transitioned over to legend cars and then uh did some late model stuff after that and then now i'm with the uh trans am series when when you're growing up in North Carolina, uh, you know you're, you're right there in the meat of of NASCAR country. You know North Carolina is the NASCAR, what Indianapolis is the IndyCar. Uh, as as a young racer, do you you you, you feel like NASCAR is the is the is the is the future, uh, or or do you do you look at the open wheel stuff? Does that uh, does that intrigue you as well? Yeah, growing up, especially with um, you know my dad and uncle's backgrounds, I've always kind of had my eyes set on on the NASCAR side. Um, but you know, I love road course racing, and um, I've never driven anything open wheel, um, and I've heard they were they were a blast to do. So. Um, any opportunity I get, I'm, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, the uh, one of the things I like about uh, Carolina is uh, that you get that mix now. I mean, you got a lot of IndyCar uh, teams, IMSA car teams uh, down there, along with the, the NASCAR teams, and then you got uh, VIR, Virginia International Raceway, uh, right there nearby. Uh, do, do you feel like uh, North Carolina's kind of become the um, the London of uh, of the United States in terms of motor racing? Absolutely. Um, you know, all the all the teams are based there, or majority of the teams are based there, and um, you know that just that area is is racing country. So, um, uh, you know, if you're from North Carolina, I think it's kind of hard not to know racing, but um, but yeah, it's it's you know great place to be, especially like you said with Indy being uh, with Indy cars, same as NASCAR in North Carolina. So, um, just couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love going down there. The the weather's good. Um, you got lots and lots of engineers. Just a just a great uh, racing culture down there. But obviously, in the in the racing circus, uh, you go on the road and uh, you come to places like Detroit. Uh, you go to Florida uh, quite a bit. As 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 you look at the the season, uh, where where do you where do you look forward to going uh, with Trans Am? Um, I mean, you know, this, like I said, the street courses, um, they're always really interesting, and it's uh, just a really big event and a lot of publicity for, for the series and for all the drivers. Um, so I know Detroit, looking forward to that. And uh, we also go to Nashville uh, in August to run their downtown street course. So um, I think those two are, are probably top of the bucket list for sure, um, just because they're so unique. Yeah, that, that'll be fun uh, going to Nashville. I, I know there's a lot of inspiration uh, uh, that Nashville brought to Detroit. Uh, the IndyCar guys went to Nashville. They saw the response uh, from folks in Tennessee, and they said, you know, we got to bring this race uh, uh, back to Detroit. The first time I was on a Detroit Grand Prix course, actually, was in a Trans Am uh, with uh, Jenna Losey, I believe, um, in a Trans Am. This goes back 20 years. So Trans Am has a, a great 
rich history uh, here. What, what's the state of Trans Am today? I mean, talk about TA2. Uh, you got the top class. Uh, how, how, how competitive is Trans Am? Yeah, Trans Am has, you know, over the past couple of years, really got a lot more uh, popularity and, I think, attention. Um, so Trans Am, or TA2 is is a lot more competitive, I think, than uh, TA1. But, um, I mean, you know, the field that we have and some of the drivers, uh, I'd say there's easily at least 10 of us on a given weekend that have a shot at the win. So, um, you know, the times are, are close and everybody's aggressive, so it makes for a good hard racing. And then what's the mix uh, of cars that folks will see out there when they come downtown to, to Detroit? Uh, you got Camaro, you got uh, Mustang, what else? Yeah, so we got, it's just the Chevy Camaros and the, and the Ford Mustangs. Uh-huh. No, uh, no Dodge uh, Challengers? I think there's a couple, but um, just the majority are Chevy and, and Mustang. Yeah, so so a good uh, good shootout here in Detroit uh, between Mustang Camaro, the long the the longtime rivals. Uh, Camaro um, has announced that they're they're going to stop. Uh, production um, and, and uh, after uh, the 2024 model year, uh, not going to make any more production Camaros anymore. How does that impact you guys in Trans Am? Yeah, I think um, you know obviously the the manufacturers have a, a big say on on what goes, and um, you know I haven't heard anything, but I'm assuming uh, whatever they replace it with, um, Trans Am will follow up with that. Yeah, well, I tell you, you, get, you got a good-looking car, that '89 uh, yellow Corvette, Austin Green. Wish you all the luck here at the Detroit Grand Prix. All right, thank you. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Have you thought about advertising your business on our 910 AM Superstation? Our audience is bigger than ever, and your investment will be lower than ever. Find out how you can grow your business. Give us a call during business hours and ask for Henry, 248-357-4566. We will tell your story, and more folks than ever before will come to your door. 248-357-4566. Ask for Henry. The super audience at our 910 Superstation wants to hear about you. Call now. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. 
for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. All right, this is Henry Payne with the Detroit News and 9, 10 a.m. The Superstation having a good day at the office. I'm out in North San Diego testing the all-new VinFast VF8. This is a fascinating story. The first Vietnamese company to come into the U.S. market. I'm joined by Jonathan Chen, who is the innovation leader for uh, VinFast. Jonathan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Thank you, Henry. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's really exciting, um, not only to be in this product, but but also just to see VinFast follow through uh, on their promise uh, to come to the United States. I I, I uh, saw VinFast for the first time two years ago at the Los Angeles Auto Show. Uh, like a lot of uh, uh, manufacturers, uh, Chinese manufacturers, there are big promises about coming here. We've heard from Byton. We've heard from Geely about coming into the U.S. market. They've never come. Uh, here's VinFast. I mean, you guys are here. You got you got cars on the boat. You have dealerships uh, set up. Um, how'd you guys do it? Yeah, we just stayed very focused on our mission um, and executing to to that plan. Um, we have a tight timeline. We're excited to uh, bring this vehicle to the U.S. market. Um, touching on some, you know, the three pillars of ours. One is creating great quality products. Two. Um, Inclusive pricing, right? Um, make it uh, adoptable by the mass market. And then third, great after-sales service. Um, so we want to make sure that uh, in the U.S. we're on track to deliver uh, all three of those to our customers. And, and, and you also sell in your home country. So VinFast is the biggest automaker uh, in uh, Vietnam. You guys already have uh, vehicles on the ground there. I think you have a little. I mean, you have you have uh, you have uh, vehicles as small as uh, electric scooters, but you also have a little a little car, the V38. I think is that correct? Uh, VFE34. Um, sorry, one second. They're just uh, having the car talk to us here a little bit. Um, hey, VinFast is activated. Second. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this this vehicle has a hey, VinFast. We're sitting in a VinFast uh, VF8, uh, the first vehicle into this market. It's a mid-sized uh, E-segment uh, vehicle. So, uh, yeah, like a lot of cars, you say, hey, Mercedes, and the Mercedes will start talking to you. The same with VinFast. You say, hey, VinFast, and it'll talk to you. So, uh, give you an idea of what it's... Uh, 
what it, <laughs> what it's uh, like to be in a modern car, and this is very modern. Uh, but to, to that point, Jonathan, you guys uh, chose not to come in with a small entry-level EV. You're coming in uh, with a large. Uh, this is really as, as about as large as uh, as uh, EV SUVs get in this market. Similar wheelbase to a Tesla Model uh, X, uh, but you're coming in at a much more affordable uh, price. More affordable. Uh, price even than a Model Y. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have exciting vehicles in our lineup. We started out with the VFA, um, a vehicle in this class. I think we offer ample room, a ton of value. It's feature-packed. Uh, we firmly believe it's well-priced uh, to do very well on the market. We have the VF9 coming here very, very soon. It's a large three-row SUV. The VF6 and 7, uh, which are more compact uh, vehicles, uh, and you'll see those at a lower price point. Uh, we haven't revealed some of the range and power stats yet, um, but we believe it's going to be competitive, uh, it's going to be well-priced, um, and again, from an after-sales perspective, I think we're going to do um, very, very great things with the, uh, for the customer. So these, uh, these first vehicles coming in, uh, you, you call them uh, uh, city uh, vehicles, and then there's a, there's a city uh, level, which we're driving today, and then there's a standard level. And, and for, for customers who want to get into these cars right away, they're only going to be sold in California and the States. If you're in Canada, you're lucky, too, because you'll get them up there. But in the United States, they're going to start initially here in California. Uh, with lease programs, so you could come into a city uh, eco, I think, for four hundred and. $14, and then you could upgrade? That's right. Upgrade to the uh, VF8 City Edition Plus version with additional features and, and, and uh, exterior packages such as a larger wheel, 20-inch um, wheel, sunroof, uh, and that is $528 per month. Right. Yeah. But you but you could, uh, if you initially have a 414 lease on the Eco, uh, if you like, after, what, 12 months, you could uh, step up to the Plus without uh, taking the jump financially. That's right. Um, so I do want to quickly clarify, the VF8 City Edition has an Eco and a Plus trim. The VF8 Standard Edition also has an Eco and a Plus trim. And you're absolutely right. Um, when we, uh, customers that are early adopters of ours that are in the VF8 City Edition, a year into your lease, you're able to upgrade um, into the VF8 Standard um, at no additional cost. Um, a great program for early adopters. Uh, the VF8 Standard Edition will have longer range, um, an 87.7 kilowatt hour battery pack as opposed to an 82 in the City Edition. Yeah. yeah what, what I love about this car, and, and this goes back to my first uh, impressions of it when I was at the LA Auto Show, is it's very Tesla-like inside. Tesla has, has really uh, um, revolutionized the electric vehicle, uh, made it cool, made it quick, uh, but also made it very different inside, and you've seen other automakers uh, like Ford uh, sort of do a, a uh, single screen like uh, Tesla did. I think it comes across to customers as very modern, uh, similar to uh, this VF8. You come, you come into the car, and, it's, and it's, it feels very modern, very Tesla-like uh, with a single screen. Yeah, that's right. Um, touching on some of the exterior, you know, we're really proud of the collaboration that we have with, with Pinafarina. It's a stunning design inside and out. Uh, when you think about value, we've um, added as much as we could sort of in the head unit um, and additional luxury, luxury features. 
the, the and, and the exterior I think is important too that that, that you mentioned. Uh, I've, uh, if you go over to Europe, a uh, car that that uh, really turns your head is our Citroens. Citroens are beautiful, sleek cars. There, there's a there's a bit of a Citroen uh, look to the to the exterior of this car, a, a similar uh, grille and, uh, and and tail uh, marking makes it look very European, very elegant, very different uh, than a Tesla. And then, as I say, then you get into the car and it feels very modern uh, European, uh, I mean, very modern uh, American EV inside. But you guys have done a couple of clever touches. One of them is, and, I, and I'm a big Tesla fan, been an owner for a long time, as uh, listeners of the show know, um, you got a head-up display. Uh, which Tesla does not offer. It seems like a very obvious thing. It's a nice touch. Yeah, you know, with the minimalist interior, you have that large screen, but most importantly, you want to focus on the task at hand, which is, you know, hands on the steering wheel uh, and your eyes on the roads, right? Uh, and with the heads-up display, it allows you to just do just that, right? We have navigation, we have the speed, we have uh, various alerts for you right in the heads-up display, and you don't need to uh, waver to the right to take a look at the, uh, the screen. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very smart. I have people who have head-up displays uh, in their cars love them, and, and that's on offer here. I think that that is a feature that comes with a plus, or does that also come with the uh, Eco? Uh, it comes with both, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a very nice uh, touch. Then I think if you step up to uh, the plus that we're, that we're in right now, you get a sunroof. Again, a lot of EV makers have made uh, moonroof standard. It's become a bit of a signature of the EV uh, segment. You you guys have a nice touch. You're, you're, you, you not only uh, allow the moonroof to open, but you can also cover it up with a sunscreen if you like. Yep, absolutely right. Um, we're really proud of that panoramic sunroof. Um, I think um, it offers um, visually space. Um, and to those that want to, you know, enjoy the sunny Southern California with windows down, sunroof open, you can do just that. The uh, the car, as I mentioned, is uh, is, is a knee segment uh, car, a very large, lots of uh, room uh, in back. But as with all uh, EV skateboard chassis, the weight is down low. Uh, this thing, is, this uh, VFA accelerates uh, nicely. Jonathan, how do you how do you see uh, how do you see you guys um, uh, approaching customers in the market, uh, letting them know that you're here? You're obviously starting in, in California where they're uh, gaga for EVs, which seems smart. Yeah, you know, uh, we're from a marketing, sales and marketing, go-to-market strategy, nothing's sort of off the table. We, we've taken an untraditional approach uh, to try and gain market share um, first in California. You know, um, social media, other platforms like that, we've uh, made a strong push in. We're opening stores up, up along the coastline. We'll have 28 uh, by the end of 2023, and we'll have 10 in Canada by the end of, um, end of the year. Um, and getting customers uh, to to visit our online website and in stores, see the product, touch the product, schedule a test drive um, to enjoy the vehicle for, for yourself and see um, the value that, that we offer you at a great, great price point. And, and a lot more uh, VinFast coming. You've got a six and a seven and a nine coming. The nine is uh, three row, uh, kind of like what we've seen from uh, Kia with the EV9. So a lot of product uh, coming here from VinFast. Uh, uh, Jonathan, to, to uh, there, there, there are a couple other cute, uh, clever details here. One in particular is you like gaming. Uh, VinFast likes gaming. Uh, tell, tell me about uh, uh, a couple of those features in the center screen. Yeah, sure. 
Um, we wanted to be featured back in as part of that um, gaming and video streaming as part of that experience. Uh, on the gaming side, we've partnered with Asphalt 9, uh, which will be, uh, which are in cars right now, and when you're charging, when you're uh, stopped, you put the vehicle into camp mode, uh, and you're able to engage with the game via the steering wheel and the pedals. Um, I also want to stress, obviously, being um, an electric vehicle, a smartphone on wheels, if you will, over-the-air updates um, will be happening quickly. Um, new versions, uh, new features, new development, both on the entertainment side as well as uh, on the ADAS side. Uh, I'm really excited to um, share with you soon a video streaming partner that we have up and coming. Uh, I think we'll add a lot of value to, um, to our customers uh, to enjoy. Yeah, that's fun. And, and again, I, I think Tesla has been uh, very smart in kind of making the EV fun, not only in performance, but bringing in uh, unique features to this uh, uh, big screen in the middle. And it's uh, it's really exciting to see uh, startups like VinFast. This is a company that's only been producing cars since 2017. Exciting to see them coming into the, U uh, into the U.S. market. Uh, Jonathan Chen, hope to see VinFast in Michigan soon. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Henry. I appreciate it. Detroit, are you ready for some laughter? Get ready for the Voter Registration Comedy Show on June 30th at 7 p.m. The Detroit Association of Black Organizations is hosting the funniest voter registration event in town. And the best part, it's free. Comedians Randy Rosario, Shiny D, Henry Welch, and T-Bar will have you rolling in the aisles. Trust us, you don't want to miss these comedy geniuses. So what are you waiting for? Get your free ticket today at www.davo.com. Detroit, Inc. 9 10 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SBU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnished lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you
you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the superstation down in the uh, suites just above the pit lane here at the uh, Detroit Grand Prix. They're getting set up here. We're joined by Marcus Armstrong, who is uh, a, uh, a driver for Chip Ganassi team. Marcus, how are you? Uh, yeah, um, no, I'm good, mate. I'm uh, sitting here in the sun here in Detroit overlooking the grandstands. Um, it's Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Nice and warm. I always like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's race. It's um, it's always uh, been an interesting race in the past at Belle Isle, and uh, now obviously it's a different venue, challenging circuit, but um, that always uh, chaos, catastrophe breeds opportunities. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're really excited about this in Detroit. We've been racing uh, out on Belle Isle for uh, the last couple decades, but this this uh, race started uh, down. Town uh, as a Detroit Grand Prix is a Formula One race, and uh, it's kind of cool uh, for you. You kind of came out of uh, the, uh, the European world from Formula Two. You're in the Ferrari uh, program, I believe, the F1 program. So, uh, kind of cool to, to have somebody like you coming over from Europe and seeing the Detroit Grand Prix for the first time. Yeah, indeed. Um, look, I've been impressed so far. It's um, like I said, it's a very different track to what I would be used to overseas. I'm slowly becoming used to it, having raced a, a few of the street circuits here already. Um, but like I said, it's um, it looks to be a very bumpy circuit and uh, a lot of different um, concrete and tarmac um, surfaces, which to, to be really boring for you, it gives us a very odd feeling in the car. So adjusting quickly to those grip changes is going to be the key. Um, and dealing with the bumps as well, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome to Detroit. Worst roads in the United States. So it, it's always amazing to us uh, that you guys can uh, race the street circuit here at all. I mean, they got on the on the, on the pit straight, or the, the main straight, which is about as long a straight as, uh, as the Road America uh, pit straight. There's 185 manhole covers on that straight that they got to make sure are screwed down, because you guys are going to be going down that straightaway at about 100. 85 miles an hour? What do you figure? Yeah, probably quicker than that. Um, well, I I really hope they do a good job of doing that because our cars, the bottom of the car is essentially a vacuum. You know, with the diffuser, it sucks the car to the ground, which, in other words, sucks the concrete into the car. So hopefully it is, everything is well tied down. Um, I'm, I trust it will be. Um, it's all part of the fun. It's obviously a new venue. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to it. No, it'll be better than Sebring. I guarantee you that. I've I've raced at Sebring, raced sports cars at Sebring, and uh, in the old days at Sebring, you'd actually get concrete chunks would come up uh, through the floor of your car. So I guarantee you the Penske guys have uh, done done a good job around this place. You're you're one of uh, uh, three New Zealanders uh, in this race series. You got you got uh, Bruce McLaughlin and and Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon, I believe, is a teammate at Ganassi. Uh, What's it like being over here on the other side of the world from uh, your Kiwi home? Yeah, to be honest, I've lived in New Zealand for quite a while. Uh, As you can tell by my accent, it's just a mix of everything at this point, uh, which is not good. But uh, I lived in um, Italy for five years with the Ferrari Academy, like you mentioned. Then I've uh, obviously been to and from the UK quite a bit uh, throughout the past 10 years. So um, the last time I was living in New Zealand would have been probably nine years ago. but uh, so good. you didn't have to worry about the pandemic then. You were you were you were well clear of New Zealand during the pandemic. Actually, I went back to New Zealand during the pandemic. Um, but uh, no, um, Scott, the two Scots, I've been watching from a from from a distance for a long time since I was young. Scott Dixon, in particular, I think has been. Um, he's uh, don't know if you've heard of him, but he's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, he's not bad. No, he's very 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 talented and um, very well known in New Zealand his face is plastered on every single go-kart club rooms you can possibly think of so I um, I have always watched him uh, since I was young and then obviously Scott McLaughlin was unbeatable when he was in V8 supercars um, him and Shane Van Gisbergen two Kiwis were, were the guys to beat and um, and him coming to IndyCar is, is amazing and getting to race him wheel to wheel and um, I really do enjoy like that sort of that side of it you know I'm, I'm a historian of the sport so um, racing against older older people that I've watched from a young age means a lot to me yeah that's uh, it's got to be uh, fun for you uh, to race against Dixon as you say you're, you're, you're a young guy you're a rookie in the series uh, this year and, and, and it's kind of cool about the series racing in general there are a lot of uh, 40-year-olds out there racing uh, these days. F1 tends, tends to trend younger. Alonso, uh, Fer- Fernando Alonso is an exception to the rule. But it seems like the series over here encourages uh, guys sticking around. you got Elio Castroneves, who I think is, what, he's about 65, I think, uh, just uh, got his uh, senior citizen's pad. Uh, I, I don't think he's 65. but uh, like 48, I think. Uh, he's, he, but you're right. Uh, the average age of the drivers here is is a bit older than Europe. Um, I think that is slowly changing um, with the arrival of people like myself and Callum Eilat, Christian Lungard, uh, quite a few Europeans are now looking at IndyCar as... Um, well, an amazing place, a destination to race. So a lot of European guys are pushing to get over here. And I think that over the next five years, you know, we could see a lot more younger dudes over, well, younger guys my age. And um, But, yeah, like, like I was saying before, racing against guys like Halio, 
um, and you know Pagano and uh, I'm struggling to think of the names right now but uh, if they ever come to me Will Power um, you know that's, that's very special and and, uh, and and what we love about this series uh, in the States is, is that it is it uh, uh, we're going to have to get our foaling rules here in a minute we're going to go uh, uh, bowling with footballs which is a little strange but um, uh, the the, the uh, the series is, has such a variety of tracks. You're racing ovals, you're racing street courses, uh, you're racing road tracks. You're coming in as a rookie and, and just racing the road courses and the street courses. But I imagine you, you're pretty uh, anxious to get on the ovals too. Yes, that's a completely different ball game, uh, the ovals. And something that I've been really interested in for many years. I haven't tried it mainly just because the ovals are not common anywhere else in the world uh, and uh, this is my first season in, in America so um, I, I really do want to try it um, it's something that I'm not you know I, I don't have experience on so there's going to be there's certainly going to be a learning curve and uh, you know what better place to learn uh, than Chip Ganassi Racing with, with the guys that I have as teammates you guys are coming off the Indy 500. Uh, Takuma Sato was uh, was racing, uh, sort of the designated oval guy. You coming in here uh, this week on the street course uh, had a very good result in Long Beach. I think your first top ten uh, finish in the series. Uh, you've been racing this track. You've been on simulator for this track. Uh, what do you think? She's bumpy. She's definitely bumpy. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, good passing opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is great. Great passing opportunities. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a good challenge, and I think all of us as drivers want to be challenged in one way or another. Um, and I I certainly think that this circuit was going to separate the men from the boys, if that makes sense, just because of the the very abrasive uh, layout, uh, the corner characteristics. It's not very forgiving. Uh, it's um, concrete walls and uh, nothing softer than that so um, that's what's fun about it you've just got to drive the wheels off it. The, uh, the, the the pit lane is also unusual. First dual pit lane, I think, in the sport. I assume you guys have done simulations of that. Uh, how does that look, coming out of the pit lane uh, right into traffic on the pit straight? Honestly, I think our simulation looked a bit different to what it is like, it's because I'm looking at it right now, and it looks a bit tighter than I, than I thought. Um, that's gonna Did be you know most by Vitamin supplements don't even come from food. Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. 
Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at e.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in making